What's up, friends? It's E, and welcome to a new episode of Midweek Rise Up. I pray that you're seeing God move and work in your life as you give gratitude and praise for the day that you're in. And as we head into the tail end of the week, let's give ourselves a minute to just take a deep breath. Let's put our to-do list aside, put your phone down, and let's unpack the word for this week together as we jump into the good news. The word for this week is stand, and I'm just going to say it straight out, you guys. It's apparent what people are kneeling for in the world today, but my question is, what are you standing for? Who are you standing for? Which kingdom are you fighting for, and why are you fighting for it? Because it's interesting in scripture, Apostle Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Confusion is surrounding us. Frustration is unfortunately the common emotion these days, but it doesn't have to be. The problem is the misinformation that is being labeled as truth and truth that is being labeled as misinformation. And it's a problem when we start following narratives rather than facts. But since it sounds compassionate and it seems empathetic and feels right to the crowd and to the masses, some feel pressured to follow suit. But here's the problem, and and I'm going to be speaking to the pastors right now on this. One thing this whole quarantine and COVID season did was shift heavily towards an emphasis on digital evangelism, which is fine because social media can absolutely be a tool for good. But the problem here is the toxicity of getting caught up in the data and the numbers of who's following what platforms and how many viewers you're getting on a Sunday. And it can literally lead into this rabbit hole of judgment upon your ministry based off algorithms. So please, pastors, church leaders, church elders, do not compromise your ministry for the sake of followers and repost or story shout outs. It is not worth sacrificing the truth. You cannot march and stand up against sex trafficking, yet also simultaneously endorse movements that legalize sex workers and break down the traditional family. You can't stand for both. Pastors are shepherds, not weather vanes. And when cultural winds change, their compass must always point true north. And what is our true north? Christ. So getting back to the word of the week. It's time to stand for truth. Put your shoulders back. Stand firm. The hyperfeminization of culture has bled into the churches. 100%. Our faith isn't this perfect Pinterest-looking quote with cute little folk flowers around it. There is no cute way to say we're sinners. Broken and in desperate need of a savior. There just isn't. And if that's a hard pill for you to swallow, then put your pride aside. The Bible, our Jesus, the story of Christ, it is not weak. It is not soft. It is strong. It is bold and it is provocative and it is powerful and it fights and it defends the truth. It's not enough for people to take a bunch of verses from scripture out of context, strung together, attempting to make the person's Instagram feed look like a Christian that runs it. Show me you're a Christian. Where's the fruit? Stand up. Live your life in a way that is reflective of that. And I'm so tired of the Christian narrative being flung around like it's absolutely tone deaf. Here's the thing, though. We cannot be strong without Christ. In our weakness is his strength. And I'll dig into that in a few minutes. But I feel like more often than not, when our strength is tested, we cripple in fear. Because we have inflated our hearts with these folklore-looking graphics rather than opening the Bible and being filled with the Word of God. 
God cannot position you to make a difference if you're standing on man-made encouragement rather than the conviction of the Holy Spirit. A perfect example for us to look at aside from Christ's Apostle Paul, especially in Acts chapter 20, verse 18 through 24, an Apostle Paul was a plain, faithful and powerful preacher, one that spoke his message as to be understood. And he preached the gospel as a testimony. He did not keep back criticisms when necessary. And at the same time, he did not keep back the preaching of the cross. He was a true Christian and he preached faith and repentance. And because Apostle Paul knew without these, no sinner could escape. And with these, none would come short of eternal life. And in chapter 20, Paul continues in verse 22, And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Apostle Paul stood for truth. He knew he'd be persecuted, yet he continued forward, well assured that it was by divine direction. There's a reason why we only see what's in the present moment and not the things that are before us during the week or even the year. And as children of God, we need to remember that our strength is equal to our day. The powerful influences of the Holy Spirit bind the true Christian to their duty. We will be persecuted, but the love of Christ constrains us to proceed. Do not allow fear to move you from your work. Just like Apostle Paul, it did not deprive him of his comfort. So ask yourself this question. What are you doing right now as you see the world around you in chaotic format? What are you fighting for? Truly, deeply, justly fighting for? First and foremost, I think it's important to fight for truth. Stand up for it. Even if your voice shakes, Jesus died for you. So live for him publicly, unapologetically. But why stand up for truth? Some people might ask that. Because there is only one absolute truth. Two different subjective truths cannot coexist. Or else it's not a truth. And if something is true, then it must be true for all. Otherwise, it is a subjective truth. Which is basically a fancy phrase meaning opinion. So when it comes to the truth, there are not multiple versions of it. There is just one truth. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, it says, Join with me in suffering, like a good soldier for Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. And as your trials increase, you need to grow stronger in that which is good, such as your faith becoming stronger, your resolution becoming stronger, your love to God and Christ becoming stronger. Do not misconstrue what I'm saying and think that that means being stronger in your own strength. No, that's not what I'm saying. All Christians, especially our pastors and leaders, must be faithful to our captain and resolute in his cause. Don't try to please your friends, your neighbors, your Instagram followers. You'll miss the whole point. The only person we are to please is Christ. That's it. That is it. Do not overcomplicate this. If you want the prize, you have to run the race. And if you want to partake in the fruits, you have to also endure the labor. You cannot expect to receive the promises of God without doing the will of God. Which leads me to my second point. Educate yourself. I don't mean watch the news. 
I mean, read for yourself. Dig into the classics of theology, theological anthropology, philosophy, even our country's history and constitution. Know why you believe what you believe and understand why you believe it. Don't just regurgitate talking points that you hear from your friends or that you see online and then get frustrated when people start asking you questions and start poking holes at it. Do not expect your pastor, your parents, your teachers to do the learning for you. Take it upon yourself, even if it's only a couple of literature pieces a day or podcasts, something other than mainstream media, and turn off the TV for a day, clear the noise, and dig into alternative sources for educating yourself. I don't know about you, but when I have questions and I start asking people questions because I genuinely want to learn more about where they're coming from and try to have some form of a common ground, and then they get offended when I'm asking them a question, but it comes from a pure place. So stand firm in knowledge and truth and speak from a place of authenticity of facts and statistics and numbers, not just emotion. Don't get offended. Learn both sides. And if someone is coming at you with their point of view or challenging your position, ask them questions. Because remember in school how they used to say, there's no such thing as a stupid question? Well, there isn't. So ask, dig, seek, absorb. Everything is at our fingertips. So take advantage of that and correctly handle the word of truth. And finally, I ask that you pray for wisdom and pray for others. You can still be patient and be kind while you defend the truth. I am not saying you become a tyrant and you become this person who is banging people over the head with the Bible. Pray for the Lord to give us all understanding in all things. And also pray that we encourage others to dig deeper, just as I said above on educating yourself. No matter what you hear or what you read, just keep digging deeper and educating yourself. Education is a powerful tool. Don't sit around venting. Instead, start praying. You don't need sympathy. You need strength. There's a huge difference there, so let me repeat that. You do not need sympathy. You need strength. Do not let your emotions get the best of you. Keep in a perspective as you educate yourself and stand for truth. It won't be easy, but you have to understand that there is a difference between emotions and feelings. And that's why it's also important to understand that there's a difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible. So hold space for others to learn, but build that space upon accountability. We all process pain, grief, agony, joy, fear, celebration in many, many different ways. We're human. So instead of throwing judgment, have your heart postured towards grace and be merciful and ultimately pray for godly wisdom and discernment. And remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So in closing, my prayer for you is to stand firm. Don't be a victim to the culture. Don't be a victim to the circumstances that are surrounding you, even if it feels like it's completely out of control. Lean on the Lord and continue boldly to proclaim the truth, defend the truth, and accept nothing short of that. You are loved, my friend. Go rise up. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that these words encouraged and challenged you and postured your heart for the rest of the week ahead. Feel free to share this episode with your friends, family, or on your social media. And in the review section, let us know how we can be praying for you. We're so grateful to have you join us right here every Wednesday on Midweek Rise Up.